names to keep an eye on for the football season, plus basketball dominance in the works, and a trip to Tampa with a natty on the line. That's what we're discussing today at Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday now. Monday, we had a little bit of a long weekend, had some work things going on, so we took a step back, but we are back at it again today, Tuesday, March 28th, and we're talking football, women's basketball, and hockey. You're not going to want to miss it, but it's absolutely be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any content moving forward we have the official first gophers spring practice that's open to the public today tonight 5 15 p.m so definitely tune out show out there and if you don't well i'll got i have it covered for you on tomorrow's show so fret not i have you covered as far as what we're seeing in that first open available practice and we'll discuss it in details on tomorrow's show so be sure to hit subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out but today before we get to the actual practice itself i want to talk about the spring names to keep an eye on at each position now there are some players we know are locked into their positions most likely like ethan kelly man is at the starting quarterback position but that that doesn't mean you shouldn't have your eye on some of these other guys to see who maybe fights for the backup, who maybe steps up or has improved since the last time we've seen them. So some names to remember for the spring will go position by position in groups to talk about these guys. And the first one is the quarterback. And we are talking about none other than Jacob Knuth. Now, Jacob is from South Dakota, was the best quarterback in the state in his grad class. He was a true freshman last year, but redshirted the entire year. He can run, he can scramble, he can do it, but how is the passing coming along? How is the mechanics and the understanding of the playbook coming along? That is what we're looking for in this one to see if maybe he can push a Cole Kramer for a backup position. If he can get his name onto that travel roster and be the guy to continue to learn and grow with this team in case anything were to happen in the future. So Jacob Knuth is a player you want to keep your eye on. He has a strong arm. He can do it on the run. He can move and he can get that yardage on the ground as well. So definitely someone, maybe they sneak into a package or two like Cole Kramer has been used in the past, or maybe not. We'll see what happens that that's why we're keeping a name on him or an eye on him, not a name. Then we're moving to the running back position. Now, Sean Tyler is someone that we know will get reps and looks in this offense next year. So that's not going to be on the list. But what I do have on the list is Darius Taylor and Zach Evans, because like I said, we know Sean Tyler will be involved, but who is going to get carries with him? There is going to be some sort of youth running back getting some looks this year. I can almost guarantee that. So who will find a way to carve out a role and be the forefront, the name that comes up the most, maybe heading into that 24 season. 
Is it Zach Evans? Is it Darius Taylor? Do they both find a way to carve out a role? We want to see how they're looking in the spring now. Zach Taylor got a ton of reps last spring, and hopefully he finds a way to really capitalize them again this spring and likely lead one of the two teams. They usually have two teams in the spring game, maroon and gold. Well, if he can lead one of the two teams, it means he's putting his name in the conversation to get actively more involved maybe be that RB1A1B with Sean Tyler moving forward. And then we'll see if, what Darius Taylor can do right away from the jump, how quickly he's picking things up. That'll be something to look for as well. On the wide receiver front, we're talking about our guy, Elijah Spencer. He's a transfer in from Charlotte. And honestly, like not to gas him up too much or hype it up too much, but even just from the quick clips on social media that the Gophers football team and the video team with the Gophers has been producing, you're seeing little special grabs, little special catches, uh, effort plays from Elijah Spencer that make you excited. They get you a little juiced up and ready to be like, whoa, are our receivers the real deal? You're seeing stuff from Elijah Spencer. You're seeing stuff from Daniel Jackson all over there. <clears throat> and it gets you ready to go. It gets you ready to be like, okay, we're going to do this thing. We're going to pass the ball. We're going to make it happen. So Elijah Spencer is someone who intrigues me. He's likely to see more opportunities in the spring because Chris Amonbell probably isn't going to be doing a whole lot as he is recovering from the major injury from last season. So expect to see Elijah Spencer out there with the ones maybe often because he's really scrapping and clawing for opportunity for the fall. And I think he'll put his name in the conversation to see a lot of opportunity. At the tight end position, I'm talking about Jameson Gears. Now, he can take strides. He can prove himself that maybe he earns a little bit more time on the field this year, but he is definitely the guy moving forward after Brevin Spanford decides to take a shot at the NFL after this season. So I think Brev might not be going through a lot of contact stuff this offseason. So that's my guess. And I think with that, Gears is likely to see more opportunity. And it's a great way to get a look at the young guys on the roster and see if anybody is really pushing their names to the front to be the next man up and be the guy after Brev and Span Ford's time with the Gophers is officially over and he moves on to the NFL after the season. Then you move over to the final offensive area and we're talking about the offensive line now i've got four guys Cade mcconnell greg johnson tony nelson and ashton beers those are the four guys that i am really paying attention to in this one because i think one or two of those four names are going to push the veterans for starting opportunities the older guys who have done it and been around it and been doing it i think at least one or two of these guys is going to put their name in the conversation and really push to try and start now and so that's going to be not only entertaining not only thrilling to watch but also to get a look at what the future could be at that old line position if not this year already for years to come after so definitely won't going to want to check out some of those names keep an eye on some of those guys as we move forward now flipping to the defensive side of ball we got to talk interior defensive line from the jump because Trill Carter did hit the transfer portal, which leaves a lot of opportunities open. And I think Devin Eastern and Darnell Jeffries are the two names to really watch on this one. I think both guys can be a factor. Like we know that the defensive line often rotates and they play a lot of players on that defensive line. Talking about eight to 10 players getting opportunities on the defensive line, but who will take the majority? I think both Devin Eastern and Darnell Jeffries are going to make a case for themselves and we'll see who comes 
comes out on top. Maybe both of them do. Maybe Kyler Bott is a guy who rotates in after them. We will see with a new defensive line coach at the helm. And I am excited by this one almost more than any of the other positions out there. So definitely take a look at the interior defensive line. Those two stand out. Then you move to the outside on the defensive line at the edge. And one name that stands out, I know Josh Joyner is going to ball out. I know Danny Sugar is going to get opportunities and probably be in there for a lot of snaps. But I am keeping an eye on Anthony Smith and how far he has come along in one full year. Because in the quick moments we've got to see him on the field, he flashed. In the practices, he flashed. When scouts come to town, they're like, who is that guy? That says something. That means something. And I don't think you can hold him out much longer before he's like, look, I want an opportunity to play. So I think he's going to get snaps this year. I think he's going to get opportunities this year. And honestly, if he makes the most of them, he might put his name to the forefront in this spring and fall camp, if not during the season as well. So Anthony Smith is a guy who has my intrigue heading into the spring. Now you're talking about linebackers, you're talking about Maverick Baranowski and Joey Gerlach, two names that have continuously came up, come up when talking to other analysts, when talking to some of the staff. So we'll see how these young guys are showing out and who actually steps into those starting linebacker roles along with Cody Lindenberg, because you've got Mariana Sorimarin gone, you've got Braylon Oliver gone, you've got Donald Willis gone, lots of opportunity in there at the linebacker position. Now, Ryan Selig is also on the team transferred in. He'll probably get a shot. You've got Cody Lindenberg, who is going to be a starter in this unit. But how do these young guys start to shake out and start to take on a role of their own? Those two, Gerlach and Baranowski, are two at the top of my list when it comes to the linebackers. Moving to the cornerbacks, the most unsure position for the Gophers, in my opinion, I've already told you who I've got an eye on. When we had Daniel House on the show, I believe Rylan Kelly is going to step up and be a guy who puts his name into that starting conversation across from Justin Wally and really start to take more strides in the spring. He's a guy that I've got circled on top of my list. And then Jack Hendrickson, I think that he is going to be a starter. I think he's going to be the starter at the nickel. I've heard nothing but good things about him, and I'm excited to see what he does on the field with the team from the jump already when he's coming from the FCS level, and I think he's going to translate real nice. He's going to be a real good leader, and I think that he's going to surprise a lot of fans out there. So Hendrickson is one of the guys I am excited about in the cornerback position, cornerback room. And then finally, the last room we're going to talk about for the football team is safety, and I am excited for the Pinstripe Bowl MVP, Coleman Bryson. I'm excited to see does he grab onto that starter spot? Is it more of a rotation between him and Darius Green or how that room shakes out? And mentioning the other name there is Darius Green, who is an energizer, who is, uh, he just goes. He just goes. He's got the hype. He's got the bang when he hits. He got, look, Darius Green is an exciting prospect. He's a young guy. And I think both him and Coleman Bryson can play a huge role in this defense. But how does that role shake out? Does one of them move to the nickel and maybe split time with Jack coming in the transfer or do they rotate at that other safety position across from Newman? How is it going to look? So those two are at the top of my list there. And those are the guys that I'm really paying attention to in this spring practice. We'll see if more come to the forefront as we dive into the actual practices himself. And we'll talk a little bit more about what we see from these guys and more tomorrow on tomorrow's show after the official first open practice. But the Gophers have been all over the board when it comes to other sports right now, and their name has been 
pretty positive when it comes to some of these other sports, including women's basketball. And I actually believe the women's basketball team could be making a tremendous jump next season into actual maybe contention in the Big Ten. Can that be true after struggling the last couple of years? I think so. And I'm going to tell you exactly why coming up next. First, you got to talk about our friends over at FanDuel.com because NCAA tournament is heating up and we have a final four and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet and you can wager on everything from money lines to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use so don't miss your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join fanduel today just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up make every moment more with fanduel All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. I truly appreciate you. This is the show where we always continue to row, not only with the football team, with all the other teams as well. And the women's basketball team has had some struggles over the last couple of years, but things were looking positive with the potential of the squad last year. Then Coach Whalen resigns, and all of a sudden, you're nervous about players leaving. Well, two players did end up leaving. Rose Mashaw who hit the transfer portal and then Katie uh, Borwich, who I like to call Katie buckets on the show, but unfortunately she is medically retiring, which we want to give her love on the podcast. We want to shout her out because she is a girl who she just did it all. She scrapped through the pain, through the toughness, through a major injury and put it all out there for her team. She's got quick hands on the steel. She can hit the three pointer and she was a very valuable piece to the team. So our thoughts are with her as that cannot be an easy decision. Deciding something you've done your entire life, you've committed to, you've gotten a scholarship for and all of this stuff and deciding, you know what, my body isn't letting me, even though my heart wants me to keep going. That's one of the toughest decisions out there to make. And so I feel for her and our thoughts are with her over over at Dinky Town. And so we got to talk a little bit more about what this future looks like. Well, the future looks pretty bright with the four freshmen coming back to this squad And now you've got another true freshman joining the squad as well, who is a top 100 recruit in Grace Kucholsky. She joins the Gophers officially this last week, joining coach Don Plitzwhite, who she had recently committed to at West Virginia. Then when Don left, she asked for a release from her letter, and now she has officially chosen the Gophers as her final destination to play next season. Now, what does she bring to the table? She's got two state titles back-to-back in the state of Wisconsin. She's won 91 of 109 games that she's played in. Think about that. 91 of 109 games. She knows how to win and what it takes to be a winner. On top of that, she was an eight conference, like conference eight player of the year three times in a row, made the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association's Division one All-State first team three times as well. She's one of the best players in the entire state. Her and KK Arnold are probably the top two players in Wisconsin. One of them is going to UConn and the other is coming to Dinkytown. 
So you got to love it. Now, as a junior in 2021-22, Gretrowski averaged 21.7 points, 8.5 rebounds, and 3.2 assists, along with 2.3 steals. You flipped to senior year, and she stepped it up in every single category. And those numbers were already good on their own, but you talk about she stepped it up in senior year and that she hasn't reached her ceiling. She can continue to grow and ball out. You're talking about senior year. She has 24.7 points, a three-point increase, 9.4 rebounds, nearly a double-double average, 4.1 assists, and three steals a game. She does it all. She gets it done, and she is an absolute baller. And you are adding that type of talent to Amara Braun, to Amaya Battle, to Mallory Hire, to Nia Holloway. That's a core. And then you've got Maggie Zanano back as well to give you some more veteran presence. That's a core. So you're talking about... Gracholski, who was a top 100 player, I believe she comes in at number 98 of the class of 2023. Then you're adding her to top 100 players of the class of 2022 with Mara Braun, who is number 28, Amaya Battle, who's number 39, Mallory Heyer, who's number 55, and Nia Holloway was right there on the verge as well. I believe she was number 90, close to the final ranking. So you're talking about all of that talent being top tier talent across two classes, Plus, you're pairing that with an incoming transfer from North Carolina State. In the class of 2021, she was a top 100 player as well as the number 64 player in the class of 2021. And again, shout out to Katie Buckets, who was 98 in the class of 2021. So that that core is starting to come together now. Even though Katie Buckets is no longer with the team, you still got those six players that are the heart and soul, the core of the team paired with Maggie Zanano as well. That's seven players right there. You've got a strong core and you're not technically done. You can still get players in the transfer portal. You've still got Aminata back who is coming back from an injury, but she is a good backup big as well for this team. So that's eight. And then you've got the other freshmen from this class who can come in at their own pace. If they're ready to play right away and get minutes and be uh, difference makers right away from the jump in Kennedy Click, in um, McKinley Dalen, in Ajok Mato, if those players can hit it from the jump right away and contribute, then you got a squad already. But if they need more time to develop, that's fine because you have a good core seven or eight girls in there on top of potential transfers that could come in that maybe only have a year of eligibility left, but can be the difference maker in the rotation that can be the dead eye three point shooter that can be the defensive shutdown specialist that can be uh, a ball handler and facilitator. You can add those type of very specific niche roles to the squad in order to help them take the step step in the jump to compete right away. And that's something that Coach Don Plitzewhite is known for, that she has the success immediately. She has winning records out 15 out of 16 seasons as head coach. She has winning records. I don't think she intends to make that 15 out of 17, but rather 16 out of 17. So I think with that core, you're talking about a lot of talent already in here. And Coach Plitzewhite has her new staff, who she is very familiar with, and They have the players in place to really turn this thing around in a hurry. And that should excite you as a Gophers fan because the Big Ten tournament is in Minneapolis once again. So hopefully this time around, the Gophers will be able to use some of that home field advantage to make some noise in the Big Ten tournament and maybe even 
claw their way to an NCAA tournament like we saw West Virginia do in Coach Don Putzwhite's first year. So things are looking bright. Things are looking better. And absolutely, you're going to want to tap into the women's basketball team because not only is women's basketball growing as a sport at the collegiate level, at the professional level, but it is just about to be crazy here in Minnesota. I truly think this coach is going to bring a lot of success and it's off of the back of what Lindsey Whalen has built and started to build here. So in tandem, in, in combination, I think that this might be the winning method to get the Gophers back on track. And I am excited for the Gophers women's basketball team and what is to come. You're talking about a whole different opportunities of how things could shake out. You can maybe have battle start as the point guard, Braun as a shooting guard, Grotowski as a small forward, higher as a power forward, and Hart as a center. Plus, you've got Holloway as the sixth off the bench, Zanano in the rotation. Plus, you've got then Z and others, those other freshmen, as they are able and willing to work it in. And if they're not able to make it from the jump, then that's where you can bring in some of those transfer key role players that play their certain positions. It is going to be a fun year one, I think. In my opinion, and I'm excited about it. We're going to talk about it as we continue to get closer to the season. Closer to the season, we'll bring on some experts once we get back to the fall. And if any big moves happen, we'll be sure to let you know here at Locked on Golden Gophers. But that's not where the success stops in the latest news because the hockey team is bound for the Frozen Four back-to-back years. And I truly believe they have a shot to win it all. We're going to talk about the Gophers hockey team coming up next and what bulletin board material might be out there for them to really fan the flames and get to that championship and win it all to prove it to some of these people out there that think they're the ones bound for success. All right, Gopher Sense, thank you again for tuning in. Be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube where we're building the community. Let me know your thoughts down below with all the different changes, what you want to know in spring practices, what you want me to talk about as we get into the more shows about the spring. I definitely want those comments down below, but let's talk about the Gophers hockey team because Pride on Ice is showing out and they went and did some damage in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. We talked about round one and how they just absolutely blew it open in the second and third periods, winning that game nine to two. Then they go against intrastate rival St. Cloud State, who is no team to slough at, and they go and they win that game four to one, an empty netter to really seal the deal at the end of the game. But what I want to talk about here is the bulletin board material that Adam Fantilli put out there for Michigan saying basically that this team is the best team and that they have the best talent and all this other stuff. Now, he might not have said that verbatim, but what his statement said in the middle of a game, it was a little cocky. It was a little full of himself, a little, I didn't like it. And I don't think the Gophers are going to like it either. And I don't think the other team, if they caught wind of it while they were playing in that game in Penn State, liked it either. In fact, for a guy who was talking in the middle of a game, for the game to go to overtime and you to squeak it out in overtime, it seems like you might be a little full of yourself. It seems like you might be a little bit ahead of yourself, seeing as you won the Big Ten tournament and got on a roll. I am, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it because I don't think they're the best team in the nation. I think the Gophers are truly the best and most talented team in the nation. And Michigan can be second, in my opinion. And I think the Gophers are proving that. And I think the Gophers are winning and dominating in these games. Even in close games, they're 
in games where they shouldn't be close. You're talking about in the St. Cloud State game, they had, I think, five huge penalties in which they only gave up one goal. They're doing it in ways that you shouldn't be able to do it. When you're making huge mistakes like that, you shouldn't be able to hold a team to one goal off of five or six penalties that are very ill-timed against one of the teams in the nation that is the best scoring on the penalties, but somehow you still find a way to shut it down. That is what this Gophers team do does. That is the talent that this Gophers team has. And when a game in the first round where you're just really not playing your game, you're playing out of sorts, and then all of a sudden you get hot and you score six goals in the third period that is what this Gophers team brings to the table and not only that but you're talking about a Gophers team that has players that have been playing through injuries over these first two rounds and one of the main players the best player on the team the player of the year in the Big Ten playing through injuries not really looking fully like himself but now he's got the rest and now he's got the time to prepare and get right before heading to Tampa not this week but next week that is dangerous that is what this Gophers team needs to take that final leap to push past Boston University in the Frozen Four and get to a national championship. So what you have to do in the meantime is fix those stupid penalties because the Gophers were one of the least penalized teams in the entire country. You can't keep doing these penalty things in the tournament. The first two rounds, they had multiple stupid penalties. Now, some of them might have been tic-tac, sure, but you can't have stupid penalties. So the Gophers have to clean that up. But now they have the time to get healthy. You clean up the penalties and then you let your guys continue to thrive they got the winning they got the winning formula they just got to go and execute it and you talk about Logan Cooley Logan Cooley is so special and i think he's truly pushing for that Hobie Baker award a lot of people are kind of writing him off they're like all oh, Fantilli will be in it Nice will be in it but then you can't have another gopher so we'll put some other guy in i think Logan Cooley is really putting his name he's do, he's doing nothing but improving his chances there and we're going to find out real soon here in three days. If you haven't voted yet, go over to HobieBaker.com and make sure you vote for your two guys, Nice and Cooley. But we're going to find out in three days who those final three finalists are. And I think Logan Cooley at least helped his case. Scoring five points in the first two rounds and really helping this team close out some of these games. Close out and put back the standard that they are supposed to be playing. Logan Cooley helped kind of initialize that, get that to the forefront as they were kind of struggling in some of the earlier periods with these teams. Logan Cooley kind of put the team on his back a little bit and was like, look, this is who we are. This is what we do. And then everybody came along and was like, yeah, you're right. That is who we are and what we do. Logan Cooley is special. And I truly think he could maybe, just maybe, see his name come up in those final three. So we'll find out in three days, but regardless, he continues on that path. He continues leading like that as a true freshman. I think we have a shot at this national championship. And then you pair that with one key player that we talked about on the round table. And again, if you haven't listened to that, you're going to want to, because we talked about predictions. Two of us picked Minnesota and it's looking good, but that's Brodzinski, Bryce, Brodzinski, Brodzy. He has been playing hot. He has been scoring in both games and he has been getting it done. You're talking about four goals in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. If he keeps scoring like this, 
that just makes it more and more lethal for this Gophers attack. Not only a threat with all three guys on that first line, but Brodzy in the second line, absolutely lighting it up as well. Uh, Lacombe lighting it up as well. Two points in this last game. You've got a lot of guys doing it, and they're starting to come together. They're starting to peak at the right time. Kurth was a little banged up. He starts to come back, get fully healthy over this little extended bit. It's going to be a good time in Tampa. I feel it. And the Gophers can walk away national championship, national champions for the first time since 2003. You're not going to want to miss it. Tune in. Make sure you're following along with the Gophers because you don't get this very often. 2003, 20 years ago, was the last time the Gophers won a national championship. But now could be the time to bring the title back to Minnesota. And we'll keep you covered here at Locked On Golden Gophers. That's going to do it for us on today's show. I thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe. Be sure to follow along wherever you get your podcasts and let me know your thoughts of what you want to know for the spring down below in the comments. This is Kane Rob signing off. I'll see you tomorrow. Roll the boats, guy, you must go for it.